It's like this evolutionary challenge. We, the American dream was so successful at climbing out of survival mindset. And now we've succeeded that we have this abundance. And now we don't know what the fuck to do. We're like, just what, what's the next step? Because we, and I think a lot of people think we need to keep going on the same trajectory. But I think it's like a whole new skill, a whole new orientation of life that we have to figure out. Coming all the way from Minneapolis to Washington, D.C., we now bring you Enter the Freud. Warning, this is for entertainment purposes only. It is no way medical advice. Listen at your own risk. It's clear like the quote founding fathers or whatever, they just they wanted to build and create all these fancy things to make us feel super important. And there's like these giant artistic creations and the Washington Monument over there, which you can't help but see that it's like the national phallus, you know. Uh, but you can't it, you can't help but start to think about like, whoa, what is this American project? We've been trying to do something, and you know, it's only us weird psychologists that stop and try to like analyze that and figure that out. But it's like, what the hell? brought us here and what's this spirit and why do we build these giant things um so so it's like okay what's the what's the american dream and i sort of think of that we forget that just a 200 years ago or 300 years ago like what humans did on a daily basis is they like woke up and it was cold as fuck and they had to start a fire like right now because it's fucking cold yeah. and then okay what are we going to eat and and that's like what consumed human consciousness for like the if, if you go back to evolutionary like the millions of years of life forms it's like what am I going to eat how am I going to get warm enough to survive and that's like what consumed humans for 99.999% of human history and now we've completely forgot that because now we're concerned about okay how's my that guy's shirt is is less wrinkly than mine is like what i'm concerned with now but 99.99999 percent of the history of life is like i need to survive so i better kill that guy because he might kill me and we're gonna try to like we're both gonna try to rape that woman or kill that animal to eat it so i have to kill him before he kills me but now it's like oh no his his shirt is less wrinkly than mine so the chain but so anyways back to the my american dream it's like rising out of that survival state we were like at the mercy of nature and starvation and disease and a bear attacking us and it's like this trajectory to, to like emerge from that into like the man is now the master of nature and I get to do whatever I want and I'm going to build this giant phallus of like the male spirit like coming up out of the earth and conquering and now I'm in control and kind of my sense is that that was the trajectory and that we've been like wildly successful to the point where no one worries about survival anymore. I think it's a great point. We just wake up, watch TV. What do I want to watch on TV? What do I want for breakfast? Do I want French toast or do I want Belgian waffles? Like those, it's like we don't have to worry about what all life forms were, was absolutely urgently consumed with our consciousness 24 hours. We don't ever have to worry about it anymore. And we sort of succeeded. And so we build this shrine to the success of the American Dream Project, which is awesome. But I sort of feel like, but it's created a new crisis. Yeah, what's the new crisis? Is, um, is here's, the, here's the new crisis, because 
we're here in DC and it's kind of like it's beautiful and it's cool and we're all hanging out but when you think about America especially like COVID it sort of feels like culture and crisis and what the fuck's wrong with America and no one can get along and it sort of feels like you know all the riots and shit that were going on all the COVID and everyone hates each other it's like there's a new crisis it's like that human evolutionary fighting drive needs somewhere to express itself and we don't actually really have a good fight anymore so we turn it into these like ideological fights yeah and here's what it makes me think of is it's like there's this saying there's this saying that's become more popular I've heard it more and more on like podcasts and and uh, YouTube channels and so this is what it is it's um, strong tough disciplined humans work hard and they create wealth and comfort and luxury and good times those things wealth comfort luxury good times create soft lazy entitled spoiled people yeah soft times easy times easy times create um or or, or, no the soft um wimpy spoiled entitled people create hard times yeah yeah. hard fucking times will then create hard tough strong disciplined people but so in that circle and you hear, hear what you hear is that Strong people create good times. Good times create soft people. Soft people create hard times. Hard times create strong people. And we're in the good times and we're creating soft people right now. And that's sort of what, when I listen to people whine about this, that, or the other, I start to think, well, we're America, we're soft people. And we're all like, I'm offended because, like, you didn't, like, address me how I wanted you to address me. I'm offended because you think different. It's like we're whining about like wimpy ass shit and I think it's because the American dream was so successful there were all these like spoiled whiny people that need a need to pick a fight about something because the animal in us needs to fight but it's just because we're fucking spoiled I'm glad you bring up the success of the American dream because that's kind of what I it's so weird I actually wanted to talk about that I wanted to actually like focus on what why is the American dream working it turns out that this this building right here, uh, I don't know why I know this stupid fact, but it was, I think it's worth something like $133 million. That's what they appraised it at. <laughs> that's $133 million. Yep. And you're like, oh, well, that's a pretty big building. That's kind of crazy. I couldn't tell you what happens in the Senate or the whatever House of Representatives or whichever one, I think that's what it is. I don't. I can't tell you what they do in there, no. but I can tell you that's 133 million dollars. And then the last election, they spent 14 billion, 14 billion dollars. Right. So check it out. Instead of like, it, it's this is where I think we have become so incredibly successful. And then the, then it's almost impossible for anyone of any expertise to make sense of the reality of what we're doing. Because if, if this dog and pony show of figuring out who's going to be the leader of the country costs $14 billion, you know, that's a hundred of those. Wow. They could build a hundred of those instead of elect one dude. Yes. Like, you just have a row of them. They would go for so far. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you think about it, like, seriously, think about we're going to build a hundred of them. Now we're getting into some actual, like towards the the um, pyramid empire shit wow that is amazing because when you go up to those buildings when you actually go up it's like fucking amazing 
how like yeah. majestic like the 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 stone carving and the size of the columns and the artist yeah. it's like it's like jaw dropping yeah i this would go for miles if we ru- we just put them side by side just or the cost of the tv advertisements that trump and biden did yeah to fight over that thing because then we could well instead of just having trump or biden we could just put each person who runs in their own house (laughs) right Right? like every whack job from whatever party that you don't even know exists right right? we could just put them all into their own Ridiculous! I mean, their own palace. Yeah. They all have their own palace, and then they can they can that'll satisfy their ego, and then they can stop doing their ego posturing thing. Yeah, but then of course those like those at the top, like Biden or or maybe they should get their they should get like the allotment of five or six, so they could build a really big one, yeah. kind of like those mega yachts, yeah. and just get them to be bigger yeah. and bigger. And and that's not a very big phallus, like from here. Yeah, totally. Where our phallus could be way better. We could go way. Dubai's phalluses, their phalluses are really outdoing us at this point. Yeah, they should. <laughs> we should go further. Yeah. But in, in all seriousness, I think the success of this journey, as you point out, that is what makes us soft and the way that we have food production that somehow is, we have like a 25% surplus. I don't yes. even know what that means, right. right? I don't know what that means. It's that we don't have to worry about food. No one has to worry about food. And again, that's an unprecedented thing in the history of planet Earth. So, like food is just not a thing. So if food's not a thing, then we can get as fat as we want. Or in our case, we can be as thin as we want yeah. to show off. Right. Right? Because once you get really intelligent and you're really educated and you have a lot of discipline. And then you can be keto. <laughs> then you go hardcore. You pay extra money I to make... only eat <laughs> veal and blueberries. And that's all I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Straight up. This right. is what you do. Yes. Right? Because when you're at the top, you're like... Dude, I don't need any of that stuff that would cause you to appear to be of the commoner, right? It's it's crazy. I I literally pulled up next to a dude when I was filling up gas into my Beamer, and I'm putting in like the cheapest gas ever. Yeah. And he's 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 he's, he's <laughs> he like, look, you have any cheaper gas here? He looks at the dude looks in front of me. He he's driving a Mercedes, and he looks at me and he goes, "I'm all hopped up on on uh, caffeine and McDonald's, bro." And I said, I was like. Well, that's interesting fuel you chose, right? I'm like, what do you got? Like, let me guess. In a Mercedes, got a PhD, and you literally drove that through the drive-thru of McDonald's? <laughs> and, 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 and I'm like, and watching him. And I'm like, look at the gas going in your car. You're putting premium in your car. Yeah, yeah. Right? Premium goes in the car, and then, and then McDonald's, McDonald's down, the, the body. down the hatch. Yeah. And he started laughing so hard. He's like, he's like, oh, my God, you should have a show. You should have a fucking show. He, dude, I would sub to that shit, man. <laughs> he literally was all hopped up, and he's like, I would sub to that, bro. And I was like, what are we going to call it, dude? What are we going to call this new diet? Extreme McDonald's diet, extreme paleo, like on Wednesdays on paleo, on Tuesdays vegan, Thursdays McDonald's, bro. Right? Extreme. I'm extreme. You got to do... Well, because you can literally fuck around like that and and kind of even succeed if, if you did it for real. Yeah. You could do one day McDonald's and you could look pretty badass yeah. if all the other days were were lined up. I don't know why I got down that silly rabbit hole. It's just because of the, the, the abundance of luxury. And totally. The, the abundance, the luxury. And knowledge, though. I, I think that it's like this evolutionary challenge. We, the American dream was so successful at climbing out of survival mindset. And now we've succeeded that we have this abundance. And now 
we don't know what the fuck to do. We're like, just what, what's the next step? Cause we, and I think a lot of people think we need to keep going on the same trajectory, but I think it's like a whole new skill, a whole new orientation of life that we have to figure out. Cause it's not about, well, I don't, maybe it is about like the shirt and who has less wrinkles or whether you eat McDonald's or whether you eat veal and blueberries. I don't know, but it seems like we got a, the, the, the like American dream thing was a success. Chapter closed. Good. What's the next thing? I kind of think. Because I think the reason everyone's all offended and everything about it is it's we're all just these like spoiled, entitled. There's there's this this archetype. Like Job of the Hut is a famous archetype that everyone kind of knows. But then there's this even better one in the movie Wall-E. I don't know if you saw that like Pixar saw, movie. Yeah, Wall-E. Yeah. And like they're on this like spaceship or something and they're just all like fat and it's just this like oh I want to eat this and then the TV and there's like the virtual reality. And it's just like they're they're just like in the state that America's in. It's just like we're satiated and comfortable and when you're in that state like oh I don't like that color of paint like huh, the, I don't, that, that wasn't painted the right color I don't like that rug uh, I, that offends me it's just like we're in this like rich fat spoiled overly sensitive offended state everyone's getting offended about everything well that, I guess that's true but that, I, I look at that as kind of like where there w- our success has this little bit of a dribble of, of, I, I don't, I don't want to say shadow, but it's some kind of a side effect of our success because I think we are still winning, really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And but like, I'm, I'm a bit biased because I honestly just came from my grandma's funeral like yesterday, yeah. which, which my son says he goes, that was kind of like a party. It was like this weird, it was a weird celebration, yeah. right? Grandma should die more often. <laughs> it was so crazy because she was 95. And, and so they tell this story, which I didn't even really know, right? They tell the story of there she is like in San Francisco and her dad runs away. So her and her mom and sister get on a train to Anoka, Minnesota. They go to Minnesota back in the 19 whatevers in the beginning of time. Yeah. And they go over there. And so... Then they start to gradually build up their life. And then her and my gramps get together and they end up here in D.C. And then they, well, then they end up in Connecticut because the, the sub base was there. And so it, it's all about the story of their like unbelievable humble beginnings, which is like the poorest of poor. Yeah. Right. In this tiny little little town in Minnesota that no one knows of. And then like their gradual rise into into kind of military star stardom. And then their their life is just rich with friends and just forever. It just goes on and on and on. And, and like, I went to this funeral and there's just all of these people I do not know mm-hmm. that, like, know my grandma. Yeah. And and then there's all these relatives who I've never seen. And I'm like, oh, my God, listening to this tale. And, I, and I'm like, the, it's literally the tale of the American dream. That wow. there you are as, uh, like, back in the day, a single mom... That like you're that's supposed to be devastating back then, yeah, totally. right? Like back then, and, but this one is a story of crazy success. And I look at these pictures of I, I gotta like s- like sub right in here a picture of my grandma and grandma. They look like fucking movie stars. Huh. It's so crazy, right? Like I don't know if everyone looked like that back then or if they <laughs> if they did. It's like so fascinating. It's so fascinating to look at that, like 
that, and then I'm in, so I'm in the funeral and there I am and I'm looking at these two people who come from this totally poor background who like climbed up through and they used the infrastructure of the government like because my, my gramps worked for the military yep. and then she worked for some kind of like nursing thing that the it, you could join in as part of the war uh-huh. and so um, that's kind of how they got traction to get out of this tiny town where otherwise you become nothing yep. and so and then I look at that and then there's their two sons right there my dad and his brother and they've both like because of this like just small efforts 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 then they both sold their companies early enough to where they're still young running around both in shape and, and for millions each each of them yep. they produced two millionaire kids yep. what the fuck yeah, yeah. out of this like totally you would never think that's possible totally. it's supposed to be the demise right. And, and, but that's when I came back with this like thing of like the American dream has succeeded. It's real. It's totally. it's completely real. And but then it's like, oh well, isn't she white? Isn't she a white lady? Ah, uh, yes, she is. Yeah. Right, she's a white lady, and maybe that did something. Yeah. And then then her who she married was white. And yeah. so, and based on the time, nineteen twenties, thirties, forties, whatever this was yeah. in the beginning of this trajectory, yeah. I'm sure that had a, a, a bunch to do with it. But then. If you look at where it is, it's, it's, well, that's a totally messed up story. The American dream for, for look at what happens. Like, you can't say that, oh, yeah, well, all white people, if you just, like, tried and you, you end up like a single mom, then you'll, you'll grow up and you'll raise two kids that are really rich and then you win. No, right. It doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah. But look at the wealth that we're in. I read. I remember reading something a long time ago that said poverty in America comes with a flat screen TV. You know, like even the people who are impoverished. Back to my point is they're not starved. They don't have to worry about a bear attacking them. They have health care, so they don't have to be worry about dying of smallpox. Right? Yeah. yeah. So even they, have, compared to um, all humans on planet Earth 300 years ago, even they have this intensely luxurious life. Well, yeah. Because they get to, like, hang out and watch freaking Netflix all day, even the impoverished. I got to tell you, my Uncle Tommy, from a plumber from New Hampshire, was there, right, at the funeral. He had some things to say about the the white, poor, like, working class, right? People who, like, work. Because apparently in New Hampshire, once you get above a certain line, there's no jobs for anyone. Right. And so, like, he starts, I, I guess, oh, we let like, you ready to walk. All right. So Super slow. he starts he starts telling he starts telling me about this. Like he, he's got these ideas that are that are very conservative. Mm-hmm. Right. Because apparently that must just be how it is um, in New Hampshire that that you kind of end up with this conservative view. And it was like this. This idea that, well, what's going to happen is if, if a certain amount of, of this attempt towards, towards equality goes towards uh, those minorities, right? Like if, that, if there's too much movement towards the minorities, well, at some point, then white people are really going to rebel and then everyone's going to see it. And I said, Whoa. everyone's going to see it. What's the see? What? There's, there's going to be like a uh, race mu- war, a mutiny. Yeah. There's and, people and are talking about. Everyone's talking about race wars, man. Yeah. Like, 
and the, that's back to my thing. There's something, there's a, there's an atmosphere in America right now where people are like not feeling calm, not feeling safe, feeling like things are fucked up. And I think it's in sharp contrast to the fact that everyone's actually rich as fucking hell. No one has to worry about starvation. No one has to worry about anything. But everyone's like, there's going to be race wars or this or that or, you know, it's like super intense. Yeah. Yeah. I Like, so I don't think Tom, like Tommy's views are... No, I think he's kind of like telling me about the people that he works with. Yeah, totally. Right? He's kind of telling me about the what he hears. Yeah, the, the kind of, his the people he hangs out with are saying a thing. And he he's, he goes to like shooting ranges. Yes, totally. Like on on Mondays he shoots handguns. On Thursdays, shotguns. There's tons of people that are like preparing for like some kind of war, mutiny, insurgents, race war. That's it's like super common. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, I like well. I got to say, my son was more kind of struck by it. He, he had never heard anyone talk about this kind of thing. And his son was like, whoa, what is this dude? He, 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 he called him the Tominator because he has this kind of like New England accent. Everything was like, he's <laughs> like, hey, Uncle Tommy, hey, hey, what is this? I, I, you know, he literally said, park the car. Park like, the car. Like, yeah, we're going to park the car right over here. And, and, but it's, it's New England. It's not Boston. His accent, right? Okay. It's like... He's from New Hampshire. Yeah. He, well, he's from New England proper. Like, like what is, uh, what's, uh, what's New England? I think of that as like a five-state region or like, something. It's Yeah, it is kind of actually, right? It's, a, it's around Boston. So he grew up like very much near... Uh, well, in Massachusetts. Okay. Like in a little town near Massachusetts. And that was the same story. Like hearing about my grandfather his, on, on my mom's side. Is another unbelievable American dream success. Dude is an orphan from England, and someone like smuggled him over here. Yeah. And he tries to join the army, and like that he goes to sign up, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm Thomas Fairbrother." And they're like, they look in the records, and there is no Thomas Fairbrother. And so he's so you can't join the army. So a year later, they call him up, they contact him, and they're like, "Hey, listen, yeah, so we we figured out who you are. Apparently, your name is." something Thomas huh. and we figured out you're from England and like people people adopted you and smuggled you in and so now you can join the army and for, somehow they like got him into doing like like the communications and I don't even know what war he was in it's so, it's so ridiculous huh. he, he did some communications things so he comes back after the war and then this company called Raytheon was looking for there, there were no like electrical engineers at the time it wasn't even a field yeah. remember how we were talking about there's no neuro, like neuroscience wasn't a thing when we started yeah. well imagine this like in his time electrical engineering wasn't a thing there was no there was no electronics in your house right period there weren't TVs there weren't telephones yeah yeah there was the, no one there was no one had electricity in their houses there was no fucking telephones so they had these like weird radios, ham radios, which yeah. it was called like a crystal or something, a crystal radio. And you would like, and you would bite. I don't know who you would talk to. Just randomly you get someone. Hello. Hey, what are you doing? My name's Fred. I don't know. Right. So th- he gets hired by Raytheon and works for Raytheon for his entire life. Wow. And then like supports seven kids to go up and succeed into this so-called dream. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Like, but then, then it's like, okay, 
that, that was the story then. And here we are now. Right. And so, so, and now the story is like, there's going to be race wars. So let's go to the gun range to get ready, to get ready to what? <laughs> to shoot people. Who are I, we going to shoot? I don't, I see, because that's not our real, that's not our life. No. It's someone in America. And then we have to figure out, well, okay, if we're going to actually look at the discrepancy of, well, how is it that half of the country or a huge portion starts to believe in things that seem impossible to believe in? They seem to like gravitate towards ideologies right. that like, like a race war, a boogaloo, whatever you're going to call it. Intense extreme ideologies are fairly common. Yeah. And, and you think like, well, who, who could believe in that? Because we don't believe in it. And the people we hang out with don't believe in it. Right. And so then it's like, it's almost like that story of the beginning you're an orphan coming over from some country and then you build up and you create a family and you have this giant thing that happens with your life. Yeah. That was a story that really happened. Yeah. And over and, and over. And I think those people, they actually had like a battle they were fighting. It was like a survival thing. But yeah. then by the time you get to a place where you don't have a battle, you're going to invent a battle. You have to prepare. You're going to invent a battle. It's come to battle. It's sort of like humans are, are battle warrior creatures. And so if, if there isn't one, we're going to invent one over something stupid like what's offensive to me or, you know, what gang are you in? What, what color bandana are you wearing? Or are you a Democrat or Republican? Or, you know, like when they, the, they stormed the Capitol. It's like, what? Trump lost. We got to storm the Capitol. There's got to be a battle. Yeah, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out is if that's the if if the dream came up to here and then it's going to plummet off into the the people who float around in these tubbies in that in that in, in the Wally movie, if that's going to happen to a large portion of the population. But then there's this other like warring part of a of mentality that happens. Well, then what the fuck are we doing? What are we going to do? We can't just like become vegan and then switch over to paleo and then decide on on mondays we're keto like that you can't do that forever i used to my answer to that used to be um let's kind of walk this way my answer to that used to be um that i thought like through talking about it and building awareness and you know like you and me talking and doing a podcast where it's like we're trying to like cultivate awareness or through like psychodynamic self-awareness of like oh I do this stupid dumb neurotic thing because of unmet childhood needs and I become aware of that so I don't need to do that and then with my patient that like there would be this like um that like I'm gonna be one little cog in a machine that's like building awareness and expanding human consciousness and that ultimately we could evolve out of that. I used to I thought that for most for the last twenty years of my adult life. Yeah. And increasingly I'm like, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm much more skeptical about it. But so then what I still think we still have to come up with a story. Right? We're still gonna have to come up with a trajectory that that isn't one that ends in some kind of a of a coming to arms one that isn't like we, I, I, right right and, and or or what people end up in some kind of an intellectual battle yes everyone just like loves to do intellectual battles intellectual battle based on the most absurd statistics right which I, I really thought that would be funny to, to look at. Like, for example, if, imagine if you decided, okay, everyone's going to have to be... The, like, so 
when, when we look at pe- who, people who are going to run the country and who are gonna, we're going to elect into these roles, like, you know, when you become a doctor or you become a lawyer, you have to, you have to meet some level of proficiency. Yeah. You, you have to make it through grad school. You have to make it through various doctoring schools, and you have to pass an exam, yeah. right? Like, why isn't it that there's some kind of a school you have to go through, and then if you're going to run for president, you should be, you should be able to pass some exam? Yes, literally. And maybe, maybe if it's not one of a measure of competence, there should at least be one that, like the MMPI, where you're going to mental out. health, mental health, kind of look at all the pathology. Yeah. Ideally, there'd be one of like wisdom or maturity or when, yeah, a new one. Right? Why not come up with a new metric? Right. That you're you're looking at because the MM, if you look at the MMPI, it actually has like seventy or so various things that you look at personality, and then there's like a huge host of pathologies. And then there's right. just a very small amount of of kind of desirable traits yes. they're looking at. Right. Including, they, they check to see how much of a liar you are. Yeah, yeah, totally. And imagine what would happen if you gave that to these, the, the crew that is on TV today. Totally. That is just like, mass, they misconstrue and, and or obfuscate language intentionally so that everything that you say has more than one meaning, totally. and, but on purpose. It's yeah. almost like that's how you get on these, these kind of channels today. Is you, better, you have to have this ability yeah. to craft that. And I thought like, just as a psychologist, that would be so fucking easy to do. To craft a, a measurement. Yeah, and they would never do it. But yeah, it's, it sort of makes, you're making this point that seems so obvious, but yet impossible of like, the people we'd want leading the country should be these people like, who have this like, really high level of like, morality, where they really want the best for everyone. They're not in it for themselves. They're not in it for their egos. They're not in it to make money themselves or to, like, puff up their thing. Those are the people we want leading the country, right? Because they really have the best good for the, the collective. Those people are never the ones leading the country. And those people will never lead the country because they don't have the desire to do the battle, to step on other people, to climb up. So it's sort of like this inherent fault. The people you want leading the country will never lead the country because they have no interest in doing that. They're not trying to climb to the top of the mountain. Well, shit. So there's no golden age for they, they didn't figure it out. But I was hoping they were going to say it's like next year. Like, right? We could just be like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm just going to go all in. Right? Ready? Uh, guess not. It's, it's already passed. Oh my God, dude. Look at that sky. <laughs> oh, shit.